that was just such a phenomenal experience. I, I mean, I still remember that moment specifically thinking, gosh, I need to do more of this. So how I how I used the that kind of like the my at least my understanding uh, of vocal technique and my experience in it, um, I use now in my training to also become an opera um, opera coach repertoire. I'm talking to Ian Botmat today. He's a pianist in Cape Town. Good afternoon, Ian. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, and you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, it's great to meet you here on Zoom. Likewise. Are you in Cape Town at the moment? Uh, yes, I am indeed. So did you um, did you grow up there? Uh, no, I am from the Western Cape originally. Um, I was actually born in uh, Mossel Bay. But ah. for the most part, yeah, I, I grew up in the Free State, actually. I only came down to Cape Town, um, I believe, in 2015, uh, which is when I came to study here. At UCT. Oh, oh, I see. But uh, you say you. Uh, so, what? What? In what town did you grow up in? If you say in the Free State. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh, I was kind of like all over. Uh, it was somewhere. It was between um, essentially Bloemfontein, the Vetstorp, which is about eighty kilometers outside of Bloemfontein, um, and then for a small time, a, a brief period in Zastron, which I don't know if you've ever heard of the place. Oh, what is the place called? Uh, Zastron, or yeah. Oh no, I haven't. <laughs> no, it's 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 deep in the south, the southern three states, um, somewhere between, yeah, uh, close to the eastern Cape border, actually. Oh, <laughs> but, I yeah. see. Okay. But yeah, for the most part, it was Bloemfontein. Okay, but and and you're a pianist, so this is where your um, time in in music started, then. Very much so, very much yeah. so. So um, tell me, where, uh, how old were you when you started playing the piano? Uh, I was actually, I think, eight or nine years old. Okay. Um, yeah. And what was the love or what was the inspiration to play the piano? Because, I mean, you, you, when you say you lived in the Free States, it's apart from Bloemfontein, but the other places were small, small towns. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think probably the the love for music certainly came from my parents and my grandparents. Um, while we didn't have a ton of classical music CDs around the house, um, they they always had a certain level of respect for it. We'd always ha listen to classical music on Sundays. Um, oh. Primarily, actually, uh, I I would always when when I would go to pick because I, I I get to pick from the CDs of the classical music what we get to listen to. I always kind of. Um, picked the opera the opera the few of the few cds that we did have um because i think i think i gathered my family like that the most or they they were very impressed when really I, when I picked that, yes <laughs> and uh, i suppose yeah i i, I kind of uh, carried that love on um i was fortunate to have very uh, some very good um uh, piano teachers uh, as i was growing up Specifically, um, the one I remember, actually in the Vetstorp, not, not even uh, in Bloemfontein, uh, who taught me initially how to improvise, actually. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, which is not, it's not something that generally that classical musicians get taught at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing kind of two different exam, exam boards with the one I think was either ABRSM or UNISA and the other one was... Gosh, I remember now, Olmsa, 
uh, it was basically, it's like, it li it's essentially light music, um, some church music and then some classical music kind of like all uh, mixed up. Um, but yeah, that certainly inspired me to kind of like continue improvising and I'm fortunate enough that I'm now in an occupation where that's essential. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yes. I saw you you play for, for the Cape Town City Ballet. I do indeed. I do indeed, yeah. yeah. Oh, so classes with you behind the piano must be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I certainly I certainly try. No, uh, I I started with them uh, actually in my very first year of um, when I was studying my degree. Uh, I think I... The pianist at the time, he wasn't at um, he wasn't at Cape Town City Ballet. It was actually at the UCT School of Dance, okay. um, Donny Ferry. Now he uh, invited all of the first year pianists, all of the new pianists of my year, to come in and I think either watch a class or just to meet up with him, kind of tell them about what what playing piano foot class is and what that entails and what that might look like. I couldn't actually make it to the first meeting, funnily enough, because I think I had um, a French class on upper campus or whatever. I, I just it, there was a clash, uh, and I was terribly, terribly sad because it sounded fascinating. And um, but apparently he said, "Oh no, the the next time uh, we can have a, a we, all the pianists can have a meeting was the same time next week." So that that same time came, and it was actually just me and one other pianist who came back actually and wanted oh, to okay. see how this was done. <laughs> and then about two weeks, two, three weeks later, it was just me. <laughs> because it, it, it can be quite daunting when you're sitting yeah. there in the corner of the class, you're the only musician, technically, I mean, by, by the very nature of things. And you kind of just have to um, take from the prompts that the, in how the teacher speaks, how they set the exercise, and at that point, you don't know any of the French that they're, that they're speaking. You don't know any of the steps. You don't know any of the names. And then they look at you and say, ready, and? And you just have <laughs> to either know a piece or you better make one up. <laughs> oh, I can just. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is actually where this improvisation of yours came handy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I was very fortunate because I, I was always wondering, oh, gosh, should I have gone into jazz um, at least very, like early on? Because I thought, I mean, I really love improvisation, but I don't get to use it at all. Certainly not in the Western classical stream, which I was specializing in at the time. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a very happy coincidence that, that it came so handy and that I now get to use it pretty much every single day of my life, which is, which is right. wonderful. Yeah, no, anyways, I, uh, two of my children are ballet dancers, and I understand what the pianist means in a ballet class. So, yeah, <laughs> that's why I say that the dancers must have a lot of enjoyment and fun with you there. Yeah, but no, now, it's, yep. yeah, mm -hmm. no, but and uh, so you have now, so you had this wonderful teachers and so on. So, um, and but you went to a mainstream school, so you didn't go to a, a music school or anything. No, uh, I think the first time, the first kind of music academy that um, I had access to was uh, only when I was 15 or 16, when I went to the, because it was probably my fifth school at the time, as I said, I traveled a lot, mm -hmm. uh, around a lot. Um, 
that that was in Bloemfontein. That had they had a music academy. Um, it's kind of like the kind of the music department of the school, and uh, essentially they they you could take subject music, obviously, which I which was the reason, which was my reason rather, for going to that school. Uh, so there, fortunately, we had some more access to, I mean, firstly, good teachers, but more ensembles, big choirs, um, and things like that. Yeah, and that's also important for you to have that and to have that connection with other musicians as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's that's where a big passion, uh, at, yeah, at least... That certainly influenced my uh, passion for voice as well um, and singing. Really? Um, yes, yes, yes. No, absolutely. We had a fantastic choir master, Cornei van Pletsen, Dr. Cornei van Pletsen, um, uh, who kind of headed the choir and also, I believe, the um, university choir um, there as well in the in Um Yeah, and that, yeah, that I see that as a very formative part of like my early music education yeah so um and you so you mean you sang in the choir as well yes 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 and it's it's so amazing that i hear so many uh, musicians and and um uh, you know artists say that they have this connection with the choir and also in south africa specifically because i know in south africa there are not many opportunities and there are also not many music academies like in Europe and, and in America. and uh, But mostly uh, people seem to start at the choir, you know, at the, the either the school choir or the university choirs. No, that's certainly true across the board. Um, and that is something that is actually true regardless of whether the school, um, it, whether it's a more high income school or low income in general where there's a school you you're quite likely to find a choir which i think is kind of a common denominator for most schools in south africa but now with the singing so you use are you also now trained as a singer or how do you use the the voice then with the piano uh, yeah so no i i didn't continue my sing my vocal training at all i initially uh went to university primarily just you know uh, specialized in solo piano and that i did for about five years but um throughout that time i started uh being brought into some accompany some vocal lessons help out here and there with master classes and it was because of the exposure to some some of the voices that that i heard here which just just phenomenal just phenomenal i i remember specifically um the one singer i think she was she was singing an aria from uh Verdi, la forza del destino um pace pace and gosh it's just i play the intro i played the introduction play 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 stop and she sings and it's it's like a foghorn really <laughs> my goodness i was blown away by the voice so that's um that i I mean that was maybe in my fourth year honors here um that was just such a phenomenal experience i I mean i still remember that moment specifically thinking gosh i need to do more of this so how i how i use the that kind of like the my at least my understanding uh of vocal technique and my experience in it 
um, I use now in my training to also become an opera um, opera coach repetiteur. Oh, um, okay. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Uh, I'm currently uh, being trained on kind of a part-time basis by the um, head of opera UCT, uh, Jeremy Silver. He's training me and a few other pianists in uh, essentially opera coaching, essentially. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's amazing. And uh, yes, I know. I've, I mean, I've spoken to a few um, South, South African opera singers as well. I've spoken to Richard Koch, who, um, who you might know as a conductor also in South Africa. And he also said about the talent, you know, uh, the great talent there is in South Africa. And uh, the it's just the opportunities are not always there. No, certainly, certainly. I um I have been very fortunate, certainly in my career so far, to, considering my career, my professional career officially started in 2020, which was a very tumultuous wow. time. Wow! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, apart from, apart from the few ballet classes that I could do while I was studying, um, mm. I've been incredibly fortunate, for the most part, not to have to look for work. Um, certainly, um, in the fields that I happen to have landed, because I I seem to like it the most of everything, it's it's actually been it's actually been quite wonderful being approached by, for instance, Epson Opera or Opera UCT or Cape Town City Ballet, purely just because I love collaborating with um, other artists so much. I suppose that is one thing. Not every pianist or very few pianists go to university thinking, okay, I want to be an accompanist. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone has all the other dreams. Oh, no, no, I want to be a I want to be an ensemble player. I want to be this or that, whatever. Yeah. Um but no, I, I I think I kind of fell into it because I just love that type of collaboration. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I, it absolutely does. And I, I sp I've spoken a while ago to also to a pianist who talked about this, this collaboration mm. between um, the pianist and the singer and, and this, that magic that, you know, this connection that, that happens between them. So I, I do understand uh, what you mean about that. So um, now, so this is now the, 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 uh, thing that you do at the moment so you're still studying and and still working on that uh no so actually i concluded my at least my undergraduate studies uh -huh. um and my honors at basically at the start at the very start january of 2020 um and all of the training that i get now it's it's very much just on a part-time basis ad hoc oh i see uh, okay. here and there it's yeah no i i'm essentially uh, just a freelance yeah, freelance collaborative uh, pianist, but then also um, I teach as well. So that's kind of a whole bouquet of what I what, I what you do. Yeah. yeah, but now in South Africa, do you think um, there is enough done in in the schools, for example? So if you think back of of your time and and uh, you started with a piano, I mean, look where you are now, and you've you've mm um created this this um career for yourself 
But do you think in schools there are this optimism that you think that, you know, that would a teacher have said to you, yes, go for it. You know, you're a great pianist. You can make a career of it. Hmm. I think that's such an interesting question. I, I think there, there is a certain level of pessimism that exists, certainly for teachers or musicians or artists rather that aren't living close to big city centers or close to, you know, the, the where most of the opportunities, at least in this country lie. Um, and I recall, I think it was actually my choir master who said, um, I mean, look, this is a man who got his PhD in choral, choral conducting and everything of passions about music, absolutely loves it. And he said, if you don't absolutely have to do music, what, what, what do you say? If you can't do anything else, then study music. Really? However, if you have a single other option, don't study music. Don't study music. And I mean, I believe that that certain, certainly has a twofold meaning. It could be, oh, look, there aren't a lot of opportunities. And if we just have a lot of so-so musicians and it's, the system, the, the few opportunities that are there don't necessarily go to the people that um, really wanted or deserved or whatever. But then there's also that that thing of, well, um, having a career in music requires a type of passion that you can't live without. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you can then don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I found quite interesting. And I, I don't very much followed that approach. I decided in, in grade 12, I think it was February or March or whatever. I was like, okay, no, fine. Uh, stop this. I'm going to think, what do I want to do? I'm going to sign up for medical school. That's what I'm going to do. And, and I just decided because I needed to start applying, obviously. Um, and for about two weeks, I was just in a dreadful, mood i just really? <laughs> i woke up every day and i was just sad it was horrible because i was like no no and i'm not gonna study music but because you have to decide yeah. and about at the end of those two weeks i was like okay well i think <laughs> i think my mate's my uh mind's been made up about this yeah. well it's interesting that you say medicine because it's been um in, in a long while ago i spoke to a um a conductor who actually closed his books while studying for his last medical exam and decided he 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 cannot go uh, ahead he wants to be a conductor it's been his lifelong dream and he just um didn't finish his his medical studies and i also just the other day spoke to a um a soprano who studied medicine who actually specialized but she was so drawn back to music that she's uh she decided to to rather sing so if it's in you you know you you cannot help it it's that passion and you you have to do it exactly that it's exactly yeah. that it, and it's and it's funny to this day i i still remember all the way through high school i said oh gosh i'm, I'm probably not gonna study music probably not gonna study music and my father always said i think maybe maybe already at the end of primary school he said oh, I, I, I don't know. You're going <laughs> to, I think you're going to study music. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he never had any doubts. 
<laughs> really. But it's usually the other way around. Usually parents say, nope, you have to go and study something so that you have, you know, the security and so on. And your dad, he's just like, no, you. I know what you're going to do. Absolutely. I mean, he said, by all means, it's all your choice. You you sign up for what you want to do. You study, yeah. you take your... But he said, you're going to study music. Well, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's great. What a great support. And and they must be very proud of you, your parents. Oh, no, no, they, they absolutely are. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> They're very happy. Well, well, it's like a, it's a book I read, but I can't remember who the author was again. But he was saying that if you're in your flow, you know, meaning if you are doing what you're supposed to do, you're in your flow and then things happen for you and the positive thing has happened for you. And like you said now, you know, things are coming your way and and happening for you. So you are definitely in your flow then. <laughs> well, that's certainly a nice way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. But now, Ian, I have to ask you this because this really attracted me on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. Your pink hair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so you much. are probably you. the first person. I, well, you are the first person that I spoke to with pink hair. Tell me. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so it's been about, when did I, the first time I'd, I, I made my hair pink was uh, in July, July or September 2020, in fact. Yeah. And um, I think it's, it's not been pink for maybe a total of three weeks since then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. No, gosh, I, I think uh, what happened, I think it was, it was obviously 2020. It was hard lockdown still. We had pretty much, we, we were all stuck at home. I was, uh, for the most part, just doing online, um, teaching piano online. Didn't have much of anything to to do for the most part of the day, and it was only when I got the call that ballet classes would start up again um, in June, July of that that year at Cape Town City Ballet. Oh, okay, gosh, that's all well, that's exciting. I, I have a reason to go outside. I I can go and work again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, let's let's try something fresh because I I had. I think before that I had white hair for 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 a time, maybe about a year or so, and I thought, okay, no, it's we need to we need to try something else now. And yeah. I don't know, the pink hair, it, it happened, it was lovely, and I thought, okay, no, this is gonna maybe be just be a few months, and we'll see. But every time I started growing it out, and I was like, what's what's, what's going on? Like, it looks a little, <laughs> looks a little strange, and <laughs> certainly when it gets close to okay, the, the last bit of pink is gonna get chopped off. I was like, you just don't look like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, so now it's just part of me. It's not, now it's my natural hair color, pink hair. I love it. I absolutely love it. And you know what? It, it's like this thing. We all did something in 2020 that's memorable. And this is what you did. And it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I mean, gosh, and the amount of people who it just seems to cheer them, cheer them up when, when my yeah. hair is like freshly pink. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, gosh, that's that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. It puts you in a good mood. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, it was really something that caught my eye when I when I first saw you. Yeah. So now, Ian, tell me, what is the wish now? You you've got so much that you're doing, and but but what is the wish for you for the future? 
Yeah, that that's a good question. At the moment, it's I mean, it's wonderful. I have so many opportunities here. Um, I'm constantly busy with opera projects, busy at uh, Cape Town City Ballet, with my classes there. But I, my my primary goal is at the moment is to prepare myself to do a master's in Germany, um, in either and this is difficult. This is the difficulty for the most part. One has to choose. And it would be either in opera and opera coaching, uh, or it would be in ballet and uh, ballet rehearsal uh, and things like that. Mm. Um, and it's tricky because it it is kind of a situation where if one wants to develop one skill set further, you have to specialize, and that that involves picking, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which is terribly tough because I I love both yeah, so I can so imagine. so dearly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the medium term goal, at least for the next five years or so. I'm, I'm currently learning German, getting, uh, all of that ready, learning repertoire for the various auditions. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I'll also go and meet teachers and see kind of what, um, what the programs look like and things like that. Because essentially, I just I I love what I do and it's wonderful. But I've reached a certain plateau of what I can learn um, academically or at, a, at an institution. Yeah, uh, I've I've reached a, pla a plateau of what I can learn here in Cape Town. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, there are wonderful people here that I still continue to this day uh, to learn from. But there is there's just a certain level of intensity and speed at which you obviously learn skills and repertoire when you are doing a master's degree in or any advanced degree in mm -hmm. something because then my day isn't divided between putting bread on the table and um and learning notes it's very yeah. much yeah trying to be the, but yeah. but why germany specifically well, I actually, there are quite a few of my teachers um, that studied in Germany. So I have, okay. I have connections there and uh, many of my friends have also gone and studied there. Mm. Um, so there is that level of familiarity with it, as it were. Oh, okay. Um, mm. And I think also, at least very much for opera, uh, this is the case, the, um, the Musikhochschule there and also the opera studios. Uh, provide in immense opportunities um, for development in those fields. Mm. Well, you know, we have a, in Vienna the one of the best music um, universities in the world, so uh, you can come that to is, Vienna as well. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> well then. So... Um, now, I live across the road from the music university. That's why I have to do a little, you know, of just course, a little marketing. Course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's broad strokes, okay, uh, Germany. But because yeah. also at the end of the day, as much as I would love to apply everywhere, one can only learn so many languages at a time. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, and, yeah, and I've kind of also, I, I've certainly made up my mind. I'm not, uh, I'm not, planning on wanting to go to England, for instance, where, I mean, obviously the language isn't necessarily a problem, 
Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of out, out of all the wonderful options, one has to start narrowing it, narrowing it down exactly. as it were. Yeah, no, no, definitely. No, you're absolutely right. But you will come back to South Africa with all the experience and all the knowledge and, um, and, you know, do wonderful things there, continuing doing wonderful things like you're doing there now. So I love your spirit. I love your energy. It's amazing. I'm, I'm very happy that I could um, speak to you. And um, I wish you really all the best and that you get to the right university and that you stay in your flow. You will get <laughs> at the right place. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it was absolutely lovely talking to you. Yeah. Ian, have a wonderful day in Cape Town and um, a wonderful time in the ballet studio as well. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, Ian. Hope to see you one day when you come to Vienna. Definitely, definitely. I'll be sure to let you know. You let me know. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Ian. Bye.